This is episode four of the Communication Outcome Podcast. I am your host, Chad Eaves. Communication is a perishable skill, and it's something we have to use it or we're going to lose it. And also, it's important to learn new skills so we all can be more effective communicators, which is our focus here at Communication Outcome, that we're better communicators today than we were the day before. Before we get kicked off, quick housekeeping note. Our podcast is hosted now with our premium newsletter at communicationoutcomenewsletter.com. The podcast is part of the free content, and there is a free version of the subscription for our newsletter. And there's also a premium version in which we delve more into different aspects of tutorials, trends, forecasting, and perspectives. Um, I encourage you to take a look at that. If you would like to join us in these deeper dives, uh, the, the fee for that helps sustain the newsletter and the podcast, and you also get coaching to your inbox. So I encourage you to go and check out communicationoutcomenewsletter.com and you can subscribe there and support the newsletter and the podcast. It's also available on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. So if you've been subscribing there, you can keep on. And, uh, and you can also listen to it directly at communicationoutcomenewsletter.com. Whenever I meet somebody typically, and I'm going to have, especially I'm going to have some kind of relationship with that person and I want to, you know, be remembered. One of the things that I do is I send a note card. Uh, a lot of times it's a note card, very simple note card with, uh, my contact information on it. And something to the effect of is good meeting you, how we met, why we met, and whatever next steps there might be. Uh, when I started my master's program, I did this with the instructors and other staff in the communication program. And I got a lot of feedback that this was something they normally don't receive. Um, and this is an, an aspect of communication when you're striking that message of you want to be remembered. When the pandemic began, this became much more difficult to do. A key component of communication is knowing where your audience is. Where are you going to direct your messaging? Whether it is doing a presentation, sending something in the mail, networking. If your audience is not there, there's no one to consume it. There's no one to hear or read it. Uh, you know, it you send a package or a card in the mail now, it's not quite clear on what happens to it. Does it sit in the office? Does it get forwarded? If it gets forwarded, how soon does it get read or opened up? And this has become a particular challenge during the pandemic. It was becoming a challenge beforehand as people work remotely more and more and more. And to counter this, we all have to kind of put our detective hat on. It's time to play Sherlock Holmes and to find out where did our audiences go. And our audiences can include our customers, our employees, our partners, um, vendors, people that we interact with. They all fall into the category of our audience. And in a fairly short amount of time, a lot of them scattered to the four winds. People moved from city to city, out of state. Uh, and there has still not been this return to the workplace that a lot of people thought would have happened at this point. And I don't think anybody knows when and if it's going to happen. 
Uh, people have gotten accustomed to working remotely. Uh, I suspect there will probably be some kind of a hybrid approach where people kind of go into the office a little bit or maybe travel for business and then stay working remotely. Um, but for the time being, this is the situation that we have. And this is an especially difficult challenge for businesses and people that have a high degree of interaction, of personalized service, you know, kind of that white glove treatment. Um, this is definitely the case with retail and especially luxury retail. One of the things that's been happening during this pandemic is luxury sales have actually increased. Whether it was the people that had the money were looking for something to do, or some people had saved the money by not spending it on commuting or childcare or other things, and they began to venture into these markets. But when you go to one of these luxury stores, the customer service is much better than if you go to a discount store. And it's just the nature of the nature of the beast. But when all of a sudden they couldn't interact with their customers, what were these luxury retailers going to do? And Louis Vuitton was one of these. And what they did as towards the end of 2020 is they created a mobile showroom in the New York City area. And it was basically a van that you went inside of it and it was like a little mini store. And what they were able to do was with their existing customers, they could book time to go into the mobile showroom. They would know their preferences and taste because they'd shop with them before. They would stock it to meet their preferences. And there was no time limit. They would bring the showroom to where the customer was. And it was there only for that customer. No one else walking down the street could pop in and take a look. It was a customized and specialized way to get in contact with their customers. And they literally took their business to where they were instead of depending on them to come to their store. Louis Vuitton also did this the first part of 2021 in the Los Angeles area. In both the greater Los Angeles area and Orange County, they took their mobile showroom and they did the same thing. This was also open to new customers as well. It wasn't only for established customers. But when they couldn't connect, when they couldn't send their messaging of, this is what Louis Vuitton is about. Come experience it at our showroom, at our store. Now, they took it to them so that they could stay in touch and they could still have that retail experience interchange and sell their goods. Today, how do you cater your communication to your customers? How do you cater your sales to your customers? If you're not in a position where people have to come to you, such as grocery stores, though that's not even true with services like Instacart, what do you do? How do you reach out to the customers? How do you reach out to your employees, your partners, your vendors, the other people that you need to interact with? You can have absolutely fantastic content. You can have amazing production quality. But if that plays to an empty room, did anyone really hear or see it? And this is the same, you can have a, a, an awesome website, but if no one goes to that website, they don't see it. And it's the same challenge. And with people increasingly working from a remote perspective, this challenge is not going to go away. So what do we do? How do we find a solution to this without being creepy? And that, that's a, actually a, an important part of this. 
is when someone is not where their business card says they are or are not where their business or their website says they are, how do you find out? The approach that I use and that I recommend is ask somebody, if I want to get something to you in the mail, how do I do that? Where's a good place to send it? When you do that, you're giving the person the option. Do they want to send you to the office? Do they want to have it shipped to their home? And that way it's not coming off quite as creepy as, hey, what's your home address? People might not want to give that out. It is their home. So just ask, how do I get something to you in the mail? And they'll tell you how they want to get it to you. Um, and by this way, you can start working on that type of communication, that type of contact. And this, you know, the same thing is going to apply also to meeting people in person. People have relocated. They've moved out of cities. They've moved to different states. And how do you get in contact with someone that maybe if you live like I do in the Chicago area or New York or L.A. or anywhere else, you set an appointment to meet someone at a coffee shop or maybe to have a meal somebody uh, somewhere. And that's no longer an option when that person from New York's moved to Fort Lauderdale. Now, depending on the nature of the relationship and your business, if you ask that person, you know, what can we do like to, to meet for dinner or something like that? And then if they've said, well, I no longer live in New York, I live in Fort Lauderdale. Then it becomes a question of, is that trip worth it? Is it worth making that track down? And then, you know, it could be a situation where you have a number of people down in that area that would be willing to meet. And then you can set that up. But again, it's where do you send that communication? How do you send it to them? Now, there's some people that are going to prefer the virtual aspect, the virtual approach, whether it's a, a Zoom video meeting or something like that. And then you know what their comfort level is. Think about this, what they're doing at a lot of conferences right now. At a lot of conferences now, people are wearing buttons that say what their comfort level is with interacting with people. And it could range from like, don't touch me, don't come close to me, don't breathe on me, to hug me. And uh, I, I love being around people. I miss people. Uh, and you're kind of doing the same thing by asking these probing questions without being real direct. You know, can we grab a cup of coffee? Uh, I don't live in New York. I'm in, you know, North Jersey now or something like that. Or I'm in Connecticut or Virginia, wherever it might be. And then it's kind of like, okay, you start crafting a, a pattern of where are your customers and where are the people you need to talk to and then maybe developing a way to go and visit groups of people in, in, in a, one trip if people live in a, in, a, in a concentrated area or fairly close to one another. Um, and that's going to be part of the challenge is realizing where people have gone. Uh, this has really changed a lot right now, obviously, and it's not going to um, be going back. So in order to keep on going, it's something we're going to have to figure out. Now, in the premium part of the newsletter, and we also put videos in there too. It's not just text. We're going over the communication purpose statement. And I, I want to connect it to this first part of the conversation because audience is a big part of it. And also, when we don't know where we're communicating, how we're communicating to a person, that can really start to erode our confidence. And that's a big role that we do when we're creating our communication purpose statement. And we go through it. It's in, it's in six different parts. 
And it's part of that key to preparation. Whether a person is an athlete, you know, doing the practice, learning the plays, like if you're on a team sport, or maybe if you're running, you know, when do you go faster or slower? When do you punch it? You know, for different types of courses or tracks. Um, doing presentation, whatever it is, there's this element of, of preparation that helps increase our confidence when we communicate. And when we have increased confidence, it increases the likelihood that we get the outcome that, we'll go, that we want to achieve. Um, and so that's why these probing questions for where a person is, you know, it factors into the whole when and how we do a communication uh, it it's really contributes to that confidence aspect of it. If we don't know where a person is and we're sending like, you know, cards or gifts or whatever it might be, and we're not getting a response because the person didn't get them, it's very easy to take that as the person's not interested, they're not responding, whereas they may just not know about it. Um, so the confidence aspect is really important here when we're trying to figure out where people are. It's something that we go through in the six parts of the communication purpose statement. Uh, do you use a communication purpose statement all the time? No, we go through that. There's a section uh, on when do you use it, when do you go through this process. Um, but every time that we do, it's to contribute to that confidence. And whether it's figuring out where your audience went, if they're not where they used to be, and engaging in any other significant communication that has uh, consequences and whether they be positive or negative, uh, you know, that's something to be addressed as well when it comes to the issue of confidence in communication. This is it for episode four. We'll be back for episode five next week. In between here and then, go and check out communicationoutcomenewsletter.com. This is Chad Eves wishing you happiness, health, and wealth. Until next time, take care.